When it's time to write, you need to be able to focus on the words and nothing else. Arc Studio understands how screenwriters think. They've created screenwriting software that doesn't distract with an overloaded interface. Say goodbye to archaic, outdated screenwriting software and say hello to advanced story-building features, industry-standard automatic formatting, and stress-free collaboration tools that are as easy to use as Google Docs. ArcStudio is already being used by beginners and professionals alike, such as the team behind the Netflix show Arcane and David Wayne, writer-director of Wet Hot American Summer and Role Models, plus all of us here at Midnight Riders. Join the thousands of screenwriters who have already made the leap. Arc Studio offers a completely free plan, and you can also get $30 off the pro plan if you visit the link. It's in the show notes, but I'm going to spell it out for you right now. It's A-R-C-S-T-U-D dot I-O, that's Arc Studio, slash The Midnight Writers. That's 30 bucks off. I repeat, $30 off for visiting Arc Studio, A-R-C-S-T-U-D dot I-O, slash The Midnight Writers. Every year, NYC Midnight hosts a high-speed, short-form screenwriting competition. For each round, you are given a random genre, theme, and character that you must incorporate into a short screenplay in a very small amount of time. My friends and I tackle it each year to varying results and degrees of success, and we document our journey via this podcast. This is The Midnight Writers. Episode one, anticipation and preparation. Uh, I guess I'll start. I am Derek. I am a co-host with the most for the now hiatus pop-up film cast, which I guess will be returning eventually. Mm-hmm. I am one of the co-hosts of the Monster Hunters, <laughs> which is which is a a, a way to in-depth scrutinization of monsters episodes this will be my third time doing this competition i'm very excited about it and i think this is going to be my best one yet i have i'm I'm going putting way too much pressure on myself but i feel real confident going in this one i'll go i'm phil rude i'm a co-host of the picture show with austin and phil rude uh, where we talk about movies and I am also a cartoonist and illustrator. And this is my second year doing the NYC Midnight short screenplay contest. I'm not going to put the kind of pressure on myself that Derek <laughs> just put on him himself because, yeah, I don't need that. I don't, I don't need the added uh, anxiety and stress of trying to top myself. I got an honorable mention last year. Oh, that's right. Which was... Uh, uh, higher than I had expected. I just wanted to finish. Uh, so I already went about above and beyond, and I'm just going to leave it at that. Uh, I'm Austin. I also co-host the picture show, and I am spawned from Phil. Uh, <laughs> According to the courts, yes. <laughs> I've written a lot, but I've never done a screenwriting contest. Uh so I'm excited to see how this this goes. Uh, so yeah, 
Uh, I'm Zach. That's uh, uh, Zach Jackson. <laughs> I'm uh, one of the co-hosts of On the Subject, which is currently on hiatus indefinitely, but we hope to come back soon. We usually talk about movies, but uh, this is my first time uh, entering the contest. I'm just hoping I get my pages done in time. That's my main goal. <laughs> and uh, that, that, I've written all sorts of like types of things, but I've been slacking kind of over the last year, so I'm happy to get back into it. Uh, my name is Keith. I am uh, the uh, co-host of the pop-up film cast, which uh, probably maybe back by right by now. Uh, also, I am co-host on the Monster Hunters, and I'm also the host of That Was Great, Wasn't It?, where I'm looking at old cartoons like Pro Stars and things like that. <laughs> Uh, this is my third year in, and uh, it's a, I, I'm not going to put any confidence level on where to go. I just I, I do feel good um, about it because it's just something I look forward to uh, the last three years. You know, Derek, you and I jumped in on it that first year. Uh, I think out of boredom uh, when everyone you know just well, first stuck pandemic. at home. Yeah, pandemic surged or the creativity, right? Everybody's. Like, hey, now I'm going to be locked up for a few weeks. That's not too bad. Let me write a screenplay. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah. And so it, it just now three years in, I like I signed up immediately. <laughs> I'm 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 into doing the screenplay things. Uh, I signed up immediately and I just it's something I'm, I really look forward to. So uh, hopefully that translates into like some good work. And the, and the murky seas that is existence. This is like the. The flashing beacon out in choppy waters. No, <laughs> let me know that spring's on the horizon, right? There it is. Yeah. Yeah. Keith, you did sign up like almost instantly. I think it was made available and you were like test- texting me. I'm on. I did it. What's the code? Blah, blah, blah. I was like, yeah. Well, I think, I think you sent it. I think you sent me a link and I was like, is there a code to get a discount this year? And there apparently there wasn't. That's how early I got on there. You have the same skills that I do. Just Google real fast. I don't know. <laughs> I'm setting ready to go, man. Yeah. And then, well, and then, and then, and then realized, oh, I now have two months to sit around and wait until they <laughs> give us our, our uh, topics. Yeah. Two months of, of booting me in the ass until I finally uh, got myself <laughs> signed up at, at uh, you know, the 11th hour. We'll just keep asking Phil every other day. If he wants to do this exact opposites. Mm-hmm. Keith was probably like entrant num- number one. And how many did you guys say? Uh, probably Keith Phil's probably like number fifteen hundred, right? Yeah, Austin <laughs> is right behind uh, me. Fifteen oh one. I think we were probably the last two signed yeah. up. So I I didn't even know about it until there was like less than twenty four hours. You uh, you got up. in right under the wire, but uh, we did get in. Yeah, you guys are like the three guys running onto the plane right before they close the doors. <laughs> sorry, everyone. Sorry, <laughs> yeah, sorry. everybody's like, oh, everyone with our carry-on bags. Yep. And a lot of breath. <laughs> yeah. Well, Keith, since yeah, you're the most gung ho, right? And and and, Ooh, that, yeah. and that's not a bad thing, right? And not like that. I wasn't eager, but so we had last year, and now we have this year, and in between eleven-ish months, mm-hmm. have you written any other screenplays in the meantime? Or done any done any like outlining or figuring out or? I've actually done a lot of writing the last uh, year. Out, outstanding. Um, I wrote uh, one other uh, screenplay that we used for pop up film cast. That's true. Um, yeah. Small town cop or something like that. I forget what I titled it, uh, but that was a fun one that I, I put together for us to be able to do a, another table read for that show. I also 
uh, I wrote a couple episodes of the Florida Man Show over on the Podfix Network. Mm-hmm. I wrote every episode of the scripted fantasy football league recap show uh, over there on the Podfix Network as well. Mm-hmm. And um, on my current show, uh, th- uh, that was great, wasn't it? Uh, we have a lot of fake sponsors, and I've had to write up all their uh, promotional material. I, I will say I admire your your willingness to continue to do some of those things. Those are things that I always think of. Boy, that'd be awesome to do, and I'll do like two, and they'll be like, "Man, I'm done." I bail fast. I I've had a few that I've had to throw together at the last second because mm-hmm. I because I forgot that I had to make one. But uh, and a few people return multiple times. I I think um, at least two of the sponsors for that was great. Are ones that were also on the Podfix uh, football thing. I just readjusted them for. For yeah. the show, but it's all fresh new material. What's well, still impressive, nonetheless. I don't. I don't okay. Yeah, so I've done a lot more I'll writing this year work. than than I did between the first year that you and I did it and last year, which I don't think I wrote anything. Sure. How about you, Phil? I know you did. That was your first screenplay last year in Mini a Moon, since you did one to do one, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Since last year, how's your creative life been? Uh, writing wise, I've written a couple of short stories. I took one that I wrote a couple years ago and finally revised that and put it together as a book that I put out about a month ago. Mm-hmm. I've written, uh, script wise, I've written a couple of, uh, short comics and I spent the better part of last year writing a graphic novel. So it's not. It's not a screenplay, but it like script wise, it's very similar because it's uh, planning shots and planning story beats and dialogue and action. And uh, there's a lot of the same bones to it. Um, I got a a draft of it done and a lot of the red pen stage done, but I haven't gone back and fully drafted a second draft of it. But that's hopefully on on the uh, to-do list for this year. So I did a little bit more writing than I normally do last year, but not all of it really saw the light of day or, you know, made it, made it off the desk. Also, have you, uh, have you considered um, taking last year's uh, script that you wrote and converting that into a, uh, either like a comic or a, or a short story? Uh, I, I have, um, but it's just, it's so dialogue heavy that it, mm-hmm. it is one of those things where it, it could make like a, just sort of a talking head comic out of it, but it almost functions better as a, a short story, as opposed to needing to be super visual. You know what I mean? Whereas something like what Derek wrote last year, uh, has a lot of action and a lot of things going on. It, it lends itself to the visuals a little bit more. If you want to draw it. You have my blessing. A lot of violence, yeah. Yeah, a lot of violence, as as the judges were very quick to let him know last year. For sure, yeah. You had a lot of squeamish judges in your yeah. corner. But, Was uh, that the clown one? Or mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Clowns, monkeys, bank robberies. I mean, yeah. It has it all. A little bit of everything. <laughs> but uh, I, I, I did also write a uh, synopsis for Pop-Up Filmcast last year. Mm, yes. At a, a Western and a, a Christmas episode. 
Oh um, yeah. One of them Actually, came out. Oh yeah, your Western one was really uh that was uh, the really uh the one where Somebody was going to show up on the, at the train station. Yeah. Um, Willem, I actually, Willem Dafoe, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, Willem Dafoe, yep, and <laughs> Dudley Moore. Yep. <laughs> um, and that is something I did start uh, breaking down into, like writing it as a novella. Um, I didn't get very far on it, but I did start br- actually adapting that into like more of a fleshed out story. Wow. Zach, as a newcomer, what is your background with either... Movies, films, screenwriting, writing, just things in general. Uh, so about like 10 years ago, I started film school. Nice. And yeah, and one of the classes I had to take was screenwriting. And I like that so much more than I ever expected to because I hate like regular technical writing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was just like so fun. I've been doing that on and off for the last 10 years now. Wow. Like, uh, yeah. I've, I've written like a bunch of sh- short films. I've shot a few. I... Uh, recently wrote a short film for a film contest in town, but I, I wasn't able to film it because I was just too busy with school and work mm-hmm. and everything. But I might try and film that on my own sometime if I can. Nice. Uh, yeah. When you went to film school, what was your, and what what was your, what was the fruit you were chasing? What was your carrot on the stick? You want to be a director, writer? Director, 100%. Director? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But now I'm more into the writing and editing. Sure. Part of it, uh, like the editing, I actually do is like a part-time job, like a freelance thing. Nice. And uh, yeah, it's it's just interesting finding these things I like, like so much more than I ever expected to. Yeah, you know, like for film school, at least in my mind, I think the big the things that are like the big like, oh, I want to do this. I want to be a director, right? Because uh, you're making your vision come to life or whatever. But there's so many little pieces that go into filmmaking just like any creative like any collaborative creative thing right like that yeah from just lighting and grips to editing and everything right yeah Uh, i have a friend that did something very similar he went to film school to be a director and realized that editing editing was his passion he does that for a living now so oh that's awesome that's my passion too yeah editing that is not your passion uh, and, uh, I, I'll say that right here. Okay. Uh, Exposed. <laughs> yeah, well, it didn't take me to expose it. All you have to listen to an episode of Papa Filmcast, and you're like, oh, this guy doesn't get it at all. Uh, all right, Austin, for yourself, I, you said you did a lot of writing. What kind of writing have you done? Mostly creative or schoolwork sort of writing? Uh, I, I do a lot of creative writing. I like to nice. call myself a writer, but I think you have to write more regularly uh, to earn that label uh, because mm-hmm. I will go months without actually sitting down to work on a story. Uh, but I do daydream constantly. Uh, so you're just distracted. <laughs> I'm just distracted. Uh, no, I, I typically write, like to write uh, short stories, uh, kind of segments of books that I plan out, but I, I can never stick with, a book because ultimately the plot changes too fast for me to keep up with it. But I do also write scripts. Uh, I've written a couple like half pilots for TV shows uh, just for fun, never to like submit to anything. And then I also submitted a a short play that I wrote uh, as a high school thespian and that made it to 
the Florida State Thespians, uh, where I got nothing. Uh, but I oh. did, I did earn that's the gold in the yeah. district. Uh, so that's something. And that was your first play. That was my first. I'm sorry. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be proud dad here for a minute. Yeah, you um, should be. Uh, uh, his first play uh, got a lot of attention and a lot of big ups, and uh, he's also leaving out that he participated in a filmmaking competition in high school with his thespians group. Uh, he took the lead on it. It was a 48 hour. Yeah, I I don't like to include that in my filmography because that was a I had never made a short film before and it was very similar to this where you get a a prompt and you have 48 hours to complete it uh but you did write and I did write collect a lot of footage in a uh, a short amount of time and then we found out in the editing stage that it had been shot completely wrong uh Mm. like using the wrong kind of card inside of the camera it nothing was usable uh and that was a big bummer but it did teach me a lot uh and and as i I was pointing that out as a a writing like you did write something and set out to do it in that short deadline i i did and that's why i think this contest is better uh i'm better suited for that because writing is something i've done before whereas directing a directing short film i had never camera attempted. and editing <laughs> yeah. and one day i will reattempt that with no deadline and see how that goes but yeah, yeah. Well, that's really cool sorry to sorry to step on y'all right. that is no just want to make sure you got all all the credit you, you had coming <laughs> <laughs> i i understand the proud dead moment but i I also understand that uh, it's not a big deal. You know, I wrote this thing and somebody liked it. And I didn't right. so <laughs> get anything from it except for I won the first regional element of it. But that's not like I won the world or anything I'm like I, <laughs> I understand that. I get that. That's re- that's really cool. Congratulations on that. Uh, how Thank far you. removed are you from that? I, oh, oh. Uh, that, that was like last year, the year before, mm-hmm. probably five years ago. OK, now. three or four Uh it was my junior year of high school. Uh, okay, five. Okay, five years. Yeah, yeah but uh, I that was not like that's. I think the most recent thing I've submitted sure. anywhere. But I I have continued writing right. since then. Yeah, well, that's awesome. Well, congratulations on your past success, and hopefully on your future success. Oh. Right. Oh, what about you, Derek? It. Well, that's what I was just going to get to myself. So last year I was really really motivated after the first submission i felt really confident after that so i started consuming just books on the art or the process of screenwriting and storytelling and then i did the second round and i wasn't as successful in the second round but i did okay right like i did fine and then since then i've kind of been working i i i can't say working because i put my whole heart into it but a lot of daydreaming and outlining for like a feature I want to do off of a story my daughter and I came up with, and it's it's uh, I would call it uh, in the in the same realm of say like the never ending story or Willow or something like that, right? More of a family friendly fantasy sort of coming of age tale. So I've been working on that just slowly but surely. Maybe one day I'll finish it. And that's my goal. As of today, I, I feel 
more prepared going into this one than I have the previous ones. And that's why I'm more confident because I think I understand the craft more than I ever did. And I think that will help if I, if I can maintain what I've learned and try to apply it properly. I think I should do better than I have in the past. At least I feel like I, I should do better than I have in the past. You say you, you feel better about it this year and I do as well. And for me, a lot of that has to do with just knowing that it is possible to hit this goal in eight days. It sounds crazy hard, but by the time I was done last year, I was like, oh, this is an attainable thing that I am mm-hmm. able to do. And, and that's kind of what I'm going in. It's not like an overconfidence, but it's just sort of like, oh, I know this is a possible thing to do. Yeah. Like, does that factor in with, that- with you at all or you, Keith, for having done this before? I think that's 100% where I'm at. Like the first time I did it, I was like, oh, yeah, we'll see how it goes. And I, the first time I got an honorable mention, then the next year I was more confident and I hit like a real groove while writing last year that proved to, to get me at least to the second round. Right. But since then, like because I know it's obtainable, because I know I can do well, because I kind of I understand screenwriting far better than I ever have prior just from reading and reading other screenplays. I feel more confident in that sense. Like, like I will, I do the best I've ever done. I don't know, but I feel like I had the potential to do the best I've ever done because I'm the most equipped right. with a tool set than I ever have been before. Knowing that it's obtainable. Yeah. I think like, I don't, especially this year, I don't feel, uh, I don't feel a lot of pressure for the first round of knocking out the, the amount of pages in the amount of days I can get a pretty good cadence going of how much needs to be done each day and, and where I want to be by each day of the, of the thing so that I have something ready to turn in um, or like last little edits to turn in um, right at the end, uh, something along that. So I, I'm yeah. Having done this a couple of times, it, it really, I think that gives you a little bit of boost of confidence as well that you're like, I mean, even, even if you don't get move on to the second round or you don't get, I don't mention, I mean, you turn something in. I mean, I didn't move on to the right. second round last year. And I think the thing I put together last year is the, like the best thing that I've written. And, and I really, really enjoyed it. And you know, it, okay, fine. I didn't move on. I get over that. Let's move on to the next year. And, you know, I'm going to be excited for whatever this year's prompts are. You know, what's funny, Keith, and you mentioned that how you feel it's the best thing ever written and you didn't pull the judges that got got you the recognition that you mm-hmm. felt you deserved. And I, I get that. And I've been since last year, I, I've I've tried to be more active within like screenwriting Twitter or Reddit. And you'll see people that will submit their same script over and over and over and over again and get a range of scores from like, say the blacklist from like between four and nine or eight, you know, look at eight, which is like really, really good. And they also get a four with the exact same script. So it's really, it becomes eye of the beholder. 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It, but I mean, it, from, from year one to year two, I thought that I advanced a lot in, in what I, in what I was putting together um, and the quality of it. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that, especially the fact that I have been a little more active with the writing side of things that, and the creative side of things this year, that it'll hopefully manifest itself in something good. Well, that's, that's a good segue. Like what are we, what are we hoping that this contest 
is for us. No, not necessarily like what are your expectations? Like I, I'm gonna win, right? But like, what is this contest? Phil, Phil wanted to finish last year, and damn it, he finished. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going for this year, Phil? What 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 do you feel is realistic for you? Uh, a lot. Um, honestly, it's a lot of the same. I I like that I have a a structure to this. I have something to turn this into. Mm-hmm. And I get feedback. Um, ideally, if I'm going to set like a a loftier goal to aim at, I'd like to make it out of the first round this year. Sure. Um, but I'm not going to. Uh, y- you ever you ever set a goal for yourself and then you like kind of become like a try hard and yes. it just sort <laughs> of like it it, it kind of sacks the work. It's I, I'm trying not to set like this huge goal that's putting a lot of pressure on me because I don't want that to happen. I want to just turn in uh, the best script for whatever hand I get dealt that I can, that I can come up with in a week and hope that the people reading it, that they understand what I'm, what I'm going for and appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And, and that I get a, a shot at the, the second the second round, because uh, that's a unique challenge in that it kind of shaves a little bit off of, you know, you, you have less time and you have less pages and uh, it kind of heightens the challenge of it. So I'm, I'm, I'm hoping to, to make it a little bit further this year. That's, that's about the the long and short of it. Same, same exact thing. I mean, I, I, I just want to get to the second round because then it, I mean, it's a screenwriting competition. I just want to keep writing stuff sitting down actually being part of a competition is what kind of gets you to do the writing. You know, everyone's like, Oh, let's write a whole bunch of stuff year round. I didn't, I, I had plans to write a lot more stuff last, like actual like scripts and stuff last year that I never followed up on. Cause I found other idiotic things to do, but I'm in a competition where this is what, exactly what I have to do. And it's something that I enjoy doing. So I, I, I want as many opportunities to do that as possible. Sure. Also, I want to not, I want to not be a sore loser this year. I was very pissed last year <laughs> and, uh, and I've, had a, I've had a full year to reflect on it. And I'm, <laughs> I'm still pissed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, 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 I'm annoyed uh, more than I am pissed. I was very pissed before. I, I'm and, not and mad. This year, I'm and this year I don't. Yeah. I'm yeah. It's and this year. I just, you know, I want it to be, do I like it? If so, if it was, I happy with what I turned in, then I really don't. If I don't make it to the second round, or any other like advancing after that. If I like everything that I turn in, then I'll, I'll be happy this year. That's healthy. There you go. Mm-hmm. What about for you, Austin and Zach? What are you, what are you guys hoping that this contest is for you? Are you just trying to get done or are you trying to just knock socks off from the gate? Well, for me, I want to finish. That's my main thing, but I'm also hoping it makes me want to write more like after yeah. the contest is done. Mm-hmm. Because I enjoy writing quite a bit. I just don't have to drive for it all the time. Why? Well, hoping this kicks me in the ass. <laughs> By the way, I will say I uh, the the time restraint to me is is never been the the issue in the few years we've done this. It's the page count. Yeah. Uh, I I write a lot of dialogue heavy stuff, and it is it is tough to get that within the the page limits more than the. The, the deadline of you have this many days to do it. Are you like ha- having problems going over them? Yeah, I usually have to oh, go through okay. and edit a whole bunch of shit out. 
Yeah, I, I get that. <laughs> yeah, that's why I don't edit any. Uh, I don't edit ever anything else is because I store it all up for during this competition. <laughs> well, <laughs> you, can't, you can't blow your edit load uh, in August. No, nope. and you got to nope. save it. Uh, I got uh, NYC Midnight coming up. Yeah, I can't think be think about baseball until NYC Midnight. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm I'm kind of going into this similar to Zach. I I haven't written anything since January. I've been in like a painting phase. I'm kind of just hoping to get new ideas, uh, even if I don't make it to round two. Like I I was looking back at last year at what you guys got for your prompts, uh, and already I was like, oh, these are these are interesting. Like I I can kind of come up with. Like it's a, it's a start. Uh, so I'm, someone can do the work of coming up with a basic prompt for me and I'll be like, oh, take that and run with it. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. It helps to have some structure sometimes. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm hoping I go somewhere with this story and it makes me want to write more after this. Austin, what are you painting? Uh, a whole lot of landscapes right now. Mix of landscapes and abstract. I go back and forth. I'm watching a lot of Bob Ross. <laughs> Nothing that yeah. good. Yeah. Well, never mind then. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys like the random prompts? Like, I I love trying to come up with something weird from three. Trying to trying to connect three things together in the most ridiculous manner is something that I. I genuinely enjoy. How about you guys? I always think I don't, but uh, I do. You know, I've done this for the last two years. I used to do a art challenge called Illustration Friday, where you just got a, a random word every Friday. And then, you know, you would do a piece on it and post it. And so just a community building exercise. Uh, but I did that for a few years and every year I do a, another art challenge on Hammond Chamberlain's beyond the playlist where he gives five prompts to uh, four or five artists and we have to do pieces on each prompt. And then we bring them to the table and do a big show discussing it. So I do all of these things. I'm always like, God, I, I I'm so nervous about what prompts I'm going to get, or I'll get them. And I'm like, I don't know what the hell to do with this. This is, you know, but when I really apply or open myself up to um, the possibilities and apply those, I usually come up with something uh, that I end up satisfied with. At the very least, an uh, uh, interesting take on something. It does give me some structure, so I'm not just running wild and kind of keeps me from... Uh, give, gives me some good restrictions and and will generate some ideas. Uh, so that's a really long way of saying, yeah, uh, yeah, I like working with props. <laughs> <laughs> I I also enjoy like the randomness of, of stuff, um, whether it's, you know, Derek, uh, the wild pitch that had the three random things or pop up film cast where it's uh, a genre with the, the random title. Um, I will say with this one, though, like it, the genre is actually what is usually throwing me off the most or what I'm worried about the most. Um, like at least with pop-up, I was able to like, you know, there's, we were never going to do political satire. We were never going to do drama. Um, 
you know, we're going to stick to things where we could be as creative and goofy as possible. So not being able to handpick uh, a genre and then get somebody else to throw me two random things for it is it's a little, that's a little worrisome, but uh, I mean, I do it, it. I mean, it makes you get thinking about, you know, what all the different possibilities you could come up with, you know, especially depending what type of, what type of genre you end up getting. I mean, there's a lot of subgenres you can go with. There's a lot of things that kind of cross crossover that could still count as one genre with maybe an element, a lot of elements of something maybe you're more, uh, you're more comfortable writing about things like that. And, you know, so it, yeah, it, it's just anything that's there to get the brain going. is perfect. Yes. So my uh, initial thought on like the, the things they give out to you, I was like, uh, like in any contest, I, I was, be worried about it but after doing like a a couple i like the uh idea that like it sets you on rails <laughs> and then mm, just yeah. trying to figure out like a, a way to derail myself is kind of fun <laughs> but it still keeps me focused i i feel like prompts are good to start but then uh what usually happens is i come up with an idea based on a prompt and my ideas like to evolve. Uh, so staying on prompt is something I find <laughs> difficult. Yeah. Uh, I ran into that with the, the uh, short film that I mm-hmm. tried to do. Uh, and so I'm hoping that I don't run into that here. Yeah, to push, push the boundary of how far you can get from the prompt and still fall within the prompt. It's, it's not even that. I just, I, they'll be like, write about a dog. And I'll be like, okay, a dog in a park. And I'm like, what else is in a park? A bench. And then suddenly I'm writing about a tree that has emotion (laughs) that was turned into a bench. And I'm like, where's the dog? I forgot about the dog. Peeing on the tree. Peeing on the tree. (laughs) That's it. I've really enjoyed that. And I think we talked about this last year, but um, I have a fondness for improvisation, improv theater improvisational theater improv comedy and the keys to success are exactly what you just said austin you get dog you don't talk about dog and then you don't talk about the park right because that's the obvious next you talk about what the park inspires and uh and with prompts like this and and if you read the rules for this competition it's like how important is is it to stay on 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 genre extremely important like i went through the faq like how important is it to stay to use the um the theme or the subject very important i'm just like well okay <laughs> that's, that's like all a, very that's important. a weird that's a weird question to throw out there how important is it to use these three items that you gave me or can i just turn <laughs> in anything well it's not necessarily about turning in anything right it's A, using A, which is the prompt, or what A inspires, which is B, or what using C, which is what B inspires. But it's still connected to A. It's just not as obvious, right? And if, if you say dog, and then you start talking about a tree, people will make a connection, right? Well, dogs either pee on trees or it's a park and, you know, that sort of thing. People get that. Right, but that so as an subjective, uh, it is for the judges yeah. to be like, oh, well, you're not on theme here, and it's like, well, maybe you were to you, 
Mm-hmm. Depends on who's judging you. More and more, I'm starting to picture the panel of judges as those floating heads on Krypton in, uh, <laughs> in Richard Donner Superman. Yep. They're like, guilty. And we're all and- sent to the Phantom Zone. <laughs> <That's Yeah. right. laughs> Last year, I read uh, on the NYC Midnight Forums, I tried to read and comment on screenplays so I could get people to read and comment on mine, but they never really did, which is disappointing. But I remember <laughs> in the second round, uh, one of the themes it, my, I had for mine was fantasy, a foreigner, and something else. I can't remember what the third thing is. But I was reading somebody's screenplay, and they literally used this line. And I, I think about it too regularly. Haunts <laughs> 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 my dreams. <laughs> because the line of dialogue said, you are a foreigner to the truth. Like, because one of the prompts was foreigner and i'm just like right. like <laughs> like yes you have to like foreigner is kind of a very nebulous sort of idea right you can be foreign to mm-hmm. lots of different things and you could do a lot of stuff that implies you know unfamiliarity but they, they felt the need to stay on topic to say you are a foreigner <laughs> to use youth. And, and I think about that line all the time because it was such a terrible line and it was so <laughs> out of place in the screenplay. And so it, it sounds I'm, like it, they forgot. They, they forgot one of their elements. Right. They're like, Oh <laughs> yep. shit. Let me They're like, Oh my this God, this person who is unfamiliar with this area is I got to find a way to make them say that they're a foreigner. Right. Yeah, technicality. Yeah, but I mean, contextually, you can pull apart that that they're a foreigner, right? That's not a big deal, right? I don't know. Uh, With that said, is there a genre prompt you're afraid of? (laughs) So the first year I had mystery and I had no idea what to do. Then last year I had crime caper and I had no idea what to do. Is there like uh, for me, like in my mind, like comedy and fantasy or sci-fi are the are like my wheelhouse of things that I I had come up with an idea like no problem. Is there something you guys don't want to do? Yeah, that, I think the one I'm like most scared of is comedy. Like I I enjoy writing jokes and stuff I make, but I don't know if I could ever make a pure sure. comedy or not. <laughs> like it's just so hard to make a good joke and trying to to formulate it within a script like and in real life i'm used to doing dumb like one-liners or just like sure. references but writing it's more difficult <laughs> and it, that's like the most subjective of all of them right <laughs> yeah exactly you can come with something yeah. like man this is the funniest 12 pages i've ever read in my entire life and you can give it to somebody and they'll just read it with a dead face and you're just like oh that's no good that's the scariest yeah everything my wife ever reads that i you're sitting there smiling rocking in your chair and she's just reading it coldly turning each page licking your finger slowly yeah that's the judge for this round will be your wife of 19 years oh no no the one who doesn't find me funny anymore Oh, oh, she's she's on page eight. This has got a really good line. It got yep, a good line. No, nope, nope. She is not uh, okay. She's on page nine. There was no response. Sorry. Not Unblinkingly reading your script. Yep. Um. I. So the first year we did this, I got political satire, and like I freaked out because I'm like, I this is not anything in my wheelhouse. Um. And I ended. Up, I went really like. I did the thing where I, I wrote some stuff that was like, yeah, I, 
I'm going to mention political stuff. It has nothing really to do with with the overall uh, plot as a dentist, a political themed dentist office. <laughs> um, I think drama. I would I would have trouble with just because you know, and I think maybe because we do so, we've done so many of these things for pop up and all. We're like, no matter like how serious your movie starts out, it's gonna it's gonna be goofy by the end of it so you know trying to write something like a serious drama or something like that and and my mind would immediately be like well let's start sliding some jokes here this is getting too this is too serious right now or this is too getting too dark or something like that um but i don't think i'd be too worried about many other ones other than that i got a suspense last year and I was worried about that until I started thinking, like, you know, like, what does suspense encapsulate? That can be horror. It can be uh, like a thriller or a mystery, you know, and it, and you start to realize like a lot of genres are a wider net than you think they are. So it doesn't necessarily put you uh, in the corner. You think it if you just kind of think about it, but that said, uh, Keith, I don't envy you getting political satire because I think that is like the one thing uh, that would really cripple me because there's just, I have like a ton of political opinions. I don't know how to make them clever or funny. And we see so much, if you don't nail political satire in a, a clever way or hit it just right, it's just, it's bad satire for you to come up with a, a politically themed dentist office is such a it's such a unique concept in such an interesting way in that it opened up a lot of possibility but like finding that that weird doorway into that genre it just seems like such a huge task uh to me um that i i think that's the one that would really tie my hands and uh that's the one I'm terrified of, uh, of getting, but it's, oh, yeah. and it's, I got it's, it in a, 2020. it's a real huge challenge, I think, to do well. Yeah. I got it in like March of 2020. Yay. Right. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, luckily, the political climate has really mellowed out since then. Oh, yeah. yeah. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> there's no, for me, there's no genre like there are genres I wouldn't like, like historical fiction, or I think comedy would be hard. And I'm, I'm hoping for something that I typically write anyway, like sci-fi. But no, no, I'm not hoping for that because I want something out of my usual wheelhouse. I'm just hoping I can find a way to work with it. Because if I get something just really out there, and then I'm like, oh, I have zero ideas for this. Then but I'll- if you get Doctor Who fan fiction, that's mm. your genre. <laughs> that's genre. I, mean, I, I can just pull something out <laughs> of got my something Google Docs right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Any specific doctor, like like fourth doctor, uh, side quest? Uh, oh, it would be my own doctor. Come on. Oh, oh <laughs> no okay. Oh, yeah. sure. <laughs> fan casting Peter Dinklage, of course. <laughs> I'm sold already. Yeah, I'm there. Yeah, there. actually, I am too. I'm, <laughs> I think you just. Uh, I think we're not making the this happen. Everyone's looking for right now. Yeah. The, the, um, he'd be the yeah. first American doctor, right? He would be. Yes. Yeah. 
because he, he's he's not British. He does a pretty de- decent British accent, though. Do you think they make him? If Peter Dinklage was the Doctor, do you think they make him do his uh, Tyrion Lannister accent? Oh, hundred percent. It would be too <laughs> controversial if he had an American accent. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing that would put everybody over the edge. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I can picture what his non fake British accent sounds like. Uh, elf. Yeah, that, that's, uh, I'm trying to picture that. That's my go-to non-Tyrian <laughs> role for him. Is, yeah. Uh, elf, and uh, he's in, uh, what's that Colin Farrell movie where he's in? In Bruges. In Bruges, yeah. yeah. Oh, is he is in Bruges? Yeah, I need to see that still. So good. That, that's on my list. Of it really is. Do you guys have anything that you've seen recently in the last year that's, like, blown you away? Like, my you you can look back and maybe find some inspiration on a dune i mean yeah that's my i've got thing. a week to write a 2000 page novel and then adapt it to a 12 page screenplay so. <laughs> oh do you like dune i, 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 I know i rarely talk about it yeah i really love dune too do you guys have those movies where you watch them and then as soon as you're done watching them you're like i want to make a movie right now oh yeah yeah every fast and furious movie yeah <laughs> I think the last movie for me that I saw that was like that, that was like, oh shit, I got to make a movie was, um, what's the one, um, Arrival. Is that the one with the, oh, the aliens Arrival and the time great. loop? And the, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh God. I love that movie so much. I, when it's it was incredible. done, I'm like, what, what do I make? What do I write right now? It was very yeah. inspirational for me. <laughs> Did I do anything with that energy? No, but <laughs> I had a ton of it for maybe two or three weeks afterwards. I wish I could have harnessed it. And done but if something. the rules of time that exist in Arrival have taught me anything, it's that you will make yes. that thing. It, <laughs> it's all, all existing as we come, It's speak. all there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm usually inspired by TV, uh, but I think if I'm looking at movies in the most in the most recent year that have inspired me, I would say. Uh, Midnight Alley is one that Night- I Nightmare Alley. Sorry, Nightmare. I yeah, always I know. Well, I Midnight, keep doing it too. Nightmare Alley. <laughs> Midnight Mass. Nightmare Alley. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was like the the intense drama of that movie specifically really hit me, and I was like, I I want to write really awful characters like this. Uh, right. There's a. That's, I mean, that's a, like a a character driven movie. You know, like you have to be on board with the characters. So like every facet of that movie is like so cool. That's a great that's a great pick for inspiration because uh, I was the same. I mean, we watched that like back to back. Yeah, because, uh, yeah, that movie rules. Um, and it is the same kind of thing where it's like um, a Guillermo del Toro in general, like makes these things that don't necessarily make me want to like write a movie, but like uh, in drawing comics, you know, you want to, you want to build those visuals and you want to put, put them together with a story. And yeah, it's stuff like that. It's stuff like Dune, these big epic stories um, that, that have kind of, uh, I want to say they pushed me to do more, but I, I feel most days, like you just said, Derek, like, <laughs> I'm like, I have all this energy uh, I'm having a hard time directing it or funneling it into one <laughs> single project. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get like a weird like buzz, not like a 
I'm, I'm drunk buzz, but like, like a hum, like to, to, to my brain after I watch like something like that, where it just makes me want to do stuff. And then it's so unfocused. I can never do anything with it. And then it just, it dissipates. And I'm like, well, oh, well, or, or you watch something and you're like, oh my God, that was incredible. And then you write something afterwards and you look at it and you're like, I just wrote the same thing with <laughs> <Yep>. different names. <laughs> yeah. It's nope. not at all different. It's just the same exact story. Yeah. I'll say that like, you know, over the past, like we used to be a very movie going family. And over the past two years, like we've, it's been extremely cut back. My wife's not big on going to the, to the theater anymore. Um, you know, and, and we've seen a couple things here and there, but so my intake of movies has been a lot less. I've been watched tons of TV and stuff like that. And I'm almost thinking that I'm, I'm hoping that'll be a bit of a, like a bit of a blessing where like, I won't run into that problem where like, I'll write something and be like, Oh yeah, this is an episode of something I just watched, or this is a, a movie that I just watched being like uh, too influential in, into what I'm, I'm writing. I'm hoping I can pull from like a lot of different things you know, little bits and pieces here, but nothing that's like too fresh in my mind that I end up kind of Xeroxing it. I've got a couple that uh, I've been thinking about constantly since, since I've seen them. That was Cha-Cha Real Smooth and After Yang. I don't know if you guys have seen I, those. No, I don't know those. Yeah, I don't know those either. Uh, After Yang is actually a Colin Farrell movie also. It was at Sundance. It's it's on uh, Apple now, I think, but it's, it's like about, it's like a sci-fi family drama this it's basically just about what what it means to be a family it's really like sweet and introspective and uh i feel like the stuff i write is never like that (laughs) 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 the uh cha-cha real smooth it's like a comedy like a sort of rom-com about this 20 something year old kid who uh becomes a party starter at bar mitzvahs he's got like a weird relationship with one of the moms and i Love that movie so much. Like I'm gonna watch it again once it's like in theaters because it was on what's it called Sundance. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was like my that's my favorite movie of the year so far. I know it's only March, but it'll probably stay there for a while. <laughs> Par- Parasite. Uh, when I saw that, that actually uh, stuck with me for like weeks. Oh yeah, I was thinking about just... that movie just today. Actually, that's weird. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Cause I think I even like, so I watched it with my wife and I even afterwards, I was like, that's, that's like the best movie I'd seen in like the last decade. Like it was, I found it to be so good. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, really edge your seat and stuff like that. So that, I mean, that's one, like, as far as that, I don't think that'll be inspiration, but, uh, like at least one of those movies where it, it sticks with me and I, and I end up thinking about it. Uh, more often than than not, that would be, probably be the most impactful one of the last couple of years. Do you guys ever, when you get that thing that sticks with you, try to figure out what what it is that sticks with you and like try to replicate it? I'm not talking about like rip off or duplicate, but just like figure out what it is and like harness that into sure. something else. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I like to I like to uh, break down what. I know every, everybody likes to uh, think of me as a curmudgeon, but I like to look at uh, <laughs> what do I like about this movie? Like, what can I mine from this movie? And I was thinking about all the things I saw last year and something that stuck with me, even though it's 
kind of a mess is uh tenet mm. um the the christopher nolan time mm. travel movie and it's like that's one of those movies i watched it twice in a row we watch it for the podcast i think i've seen it one other time and that movie's just a colossal train wreck but <laughs> there's like so many good ideas in there that i'm like there's some just brilliant mechanics to this movie and it's like that kind of stuff really kind of gets my brain going Mm-hmm. And uh, the other thing I saw, it didn't come out last year, but we saw it last year was uh, Mandy, the Nicolas Cage movie. Oh, mm-hmm. good Lord. Oh, yeah. And I loved Mandy. I loved that movie. Uh, it be, and I think it sort of drove me to uh, make a few more things and to finish a few things that were a little more psychedelic and a little bit just off center. I'm finishing up a comic now that is, I just wanted the visuals to be really weird. And, and the whole thing, I'm just kind of pushing it to be kind of as abstract as I can make it and still have it be somewhat coherent. And I feel like I'm sounding like a pretentious asshole right now, but like, it is like (laughs) this idea of just like, I want to make something that's just really weird. And in the same way that this movie is, because that kind of, that kind of weird movie inspires me a little bit. I'm the exact same way. Like I love, uh, what's his name? Yorgos Lanthimos. He just makes the weirdest shit. (laughs) And it just like, it like just sticks in my brain for so long. You can't, I mean, that's uh, Dune is a weird movie too, full of weird, big ideas. And and I think it's the same reason I can't shake that movie is just because any kind of big idea, I'm just going to turn it over in my brain trying Mm -hmm. to figure out how does this work? What is it that's appealing about this to me? And maybe I never figure it out, but those ideas just stick with me so much. For me, uh, I tend to deconstruct movies specifically and TV shows in general, but uh, whatever I'm watching, I deconstruct it to look at like the story structure. How is no matter what the idea is, how is this being told? And like, uh, I'm just obsessed with figuring out like how it all locks together uh, and how to replicate that. And sometimes I'm like, this movie doesn't work. And it's because this bit of the movie feels weird because it doesn't fit in with the story structure. And so it, it makes it feel off. And so I had this last year when I was writing and I don't know if anybody else is like this, but I really I don't want to waste an idea in 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 the the screenplay, right? So if I say something on page one or two, I have to have it. It can't just be a throwaway. So it has to make sense come page in this case twelve, right? So um, are you guys like that, trying to tie all your loose threads? Because just like Austin was saying, like you have an idea, but it gets so messy in the middle that it ruins the whole thing right um so do you try to get all those spaghetti strands together at the end on the fork or what's well, a weird analogy but <laughs> I, <laughs> that's what i do i mean i twirl and twirl until all the spaghetti is on at the end and then if i have to cut spaghetti i cut it <laughs> um and that's i think we've i think we may have even touched on this last year as well was so it's it's uh what twelve pages. So yep. is is everyone putting together a 
a full complete story or do people turn in stuff that's like hey here's a like the opening 12 pages or something well, we're do like, I know what the like, rules say, Keith? <laughs> I mean, does, <laughs> does the rule say... The, does, the Council of Krypton again. <laughs> yeah, the Council yeah, does, of Krypton. Does the rule say it has to be like a full like Yes, it story has to be a full like... beginning, middle, end story. Not, not a piece oh, of something okay. bigger. I, yeah. I saw that mm. in the rules, and then they sent me to the Phantom Zone when I suggested <laughs> elsewise. I have escaped, yeah. though, so don't worry. Mm-hmm. I just always introduce like a random person in the first page, and if I can't tie it up by the 12th, he just walks in and murders everybody senseless. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, it's the Michael Scott always have a gun in improv. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, I, think with tw- I think with 12 pages, you you have to be economical about it. Everything has to count. Everything has to go somewhere. You don't really have room to just have some like indulgent scene in the middle of it that doesn't go anywhere. Yeah. It it kind of all has to mean something, I think. If you're following all like the proper formatting and all, I mean your your dialogue has to be if you're gonna put a lot of dialogue in it, it has to be like meaningful stuff because otherwise that will yeah. eat up pages left and right. Yeah. And you made a good point there, Phil, too. Like every scene has to have a point. Um I know there's movies that have scenes that don't make points, but I ever said I read that in a screenwriting book. Like every every scene has to has to progress the plot in some way um, and has its own like conflict resolution just within the scene. And ever since I've I, I read that, I've always tried to watch that in scenes. And and <laughs> I, I I know it's a a sixty year old sitcom about a Frankenstein's mm. monster and his uh, grotesque family, but the monsters have so many scenes that do nothing, do serve nothing <laughs> other than the fact that they fill time and exist, I, and it drives me insane. So, yeah, with twelve pages, you definitely have to make sure that every scene is a, makes a point and has a has purpose. Derek, has reading those books has that affected just your overall movie watching in general? Like, are you always oh for like, sure? Oh, this- yeah, I'm trying to figure out what the first ten pages are all the time. No, I mean like uh, like. Well, like, but just in general, when you're when you're watching a movie, like, how much are you like anywhere in the part being like, yeah, okay, they could have just cut this out. Well, yeah, this and, is but, well, part, one of the big like, things is your first ten pages of a screenplay are the make or break, right? So if your first ten pages don't capture the reader, then your movie will never get made, right? So when I'm watching movies that do get made, I'm trying to figure out what are what what's happening in those first ten pages. I read, I read the Sid Field uh, screenwriting book like 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. I had it for a long time and I would refer back to it, but that, that 100% changed how I watched movies. Sure. I, I was super analytical after I read that book about like, all right, how was this written? How was this broken down? How, you know, what does this character mean? What does this scene mean? What does any of this, you know, it, it, it does something to your brain when you start digging into the mechanics of how it works yeah his intense love of chinatown made me purchase oh my god chinatown is all over that book yeah (laughs) it's a great movie (laughs) but i i'd never given it as much thought as i had after reading his book yeah do you guys have any good advice that was either given to you something you've picked up along the way something you some mantra that you live your life by whether it's creative or whatever but can apply to this 
ridiculous con eight days of 12 page screenplay production that uh, we can take away. Yeah, I've got something actually. Uh, this goes back to something Austin said earlier where he said he like daydreams a lot. Mm-hmm. But uh, a bunch of advice that I've gotten that I think really works for me is like, like try, try to write every day, but that doesn't actually mean you have to physically write every day. Mm-hmm. But daydreaming, I do think counts for that. Watching movies, TV counts for that. Reading counts for that. I agree like, 100%. Yeah. It I just like that. opens up your brain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's one thing I try and do. And I think it helps a lot. It, it makes my anxiety kind of subside <laughs> when I'm, I'm not actually working. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I'm going to piggyback on that too. Is uh, Paul Story is a comic book writer. And I heard him in an interview say, uh, this was a long time ago. Uh, he was talking about as a writer, um, a certain amount of your job is staring out the window and what, you know, he talked about, like, it looks to a lot of people like you're not working as you know, as you're just sitting in a chair thinking about things, but it, I mean, that is it. It's, it's a lot of playing stuff out uh, in your brain or as we were talking earlier, just uh, playing stuff out. Austin and I were talking about this earlier. Austin, um, likes to outline and I, I tend to jump in and just hammer away at it. But either way you got at a certain point after the thought process, you've got to see how it'll play out in one arena or another. So um, a, a lot of my advice comes down to play out an idea. You don't have to take it all the way down the field, but you got to see how it's going to play and don't be afraid to backtrack and, and, you know, make a direction change to, to suit uh, uh, the direction you want to go in getting down the road and figuring out that something doesn't work either in outline or in script form doesn't mean the the idea is a total wash. Um, So it's just, I don't know, trial and error, I guess is, is what I'm getting at with that. I, I think one piece of writing advice that sticks out to me is I heard someone say once, like, if if you think a story is worth telling, then you have to tell it. Like, if because so many people are like, oh, I have this idea. Let me find a writer or right. an artist. And it's like, no, you make it because only you can do that. And I take that to mean if you're inspired, do something with it. But also never write something that you don't want to write. Like... This is we're given a prompt, but even still, uh, you're going to have a lot of ideas based off that prompt. Find one that resonates with you, because that's where you're going to have your best writing is with something you enjoy. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, I mean, have fun with it. I mean, you entered this thing. And obviously, everybody, you know, it's a contest. So obviously, everybody would love to win. But based on the discussions we've had here so far, you know, so far today is pretty much all of us just want to be able to write something when we want to turn something in that we're, we're proud of. So just like have as much fun with the experience as possible. I think that's a good way to remember too. Cause it, yeah, sometimes it, it, cause, cause competition makes people tense. It makes me tense at least. Right. Cause you gotta be good. You gotta be the best. 
Uh, if you're not giving 110%, you're not giving anything, your shit, whatever, right? So, yes, have fun with it for sure. And I'm going to piggyback off of everybody else too because it is true. Since last year, I've been trying to be more active on one of the most dreadful places that I've encountered so far is screenwriting Twitter. And, <laughs> and you get people like it's it's 100% one of like three things. So I guess it's 33%. It is inspiration, right? <laughs> Somebody going, oh, so-and-so didn't write, you know, the greatest screenplay ever until they were 74. So you have time, right? There's that. <laughs> Never give up. There's that. There's this guy that would be like, the last year I wrote 24 features, seven, 17 pilots, and I rewrote. Like, there's no humanly possible way you wrote all that, but cool. <laughs> all right. There's that. And there's then there's other people that are just like, if you're not writing every day, then you're not a writer. But I, I wanted Zach, Zach had it because writing isn't just the physical act of writing. Yes, writing is writing. Yeah, I get that. And somebody will say that. Well, you're not. But there's so much more that goes to it. You have to work that all in your head, right? And you have to do this and you have to do that. And you figure out what's going on staring at the window. I'm a computer programmer by day. And I'd spend a lot of time staring at the wood paneling on and right in front of me uh, in my dreadful basement for a, a long time, just trying to solve problems and figure out what works best. And uh, like, I'll, I'll so spend three hours not writing any code, but then write code for the next five, right? That's what it is. But something I, one, one last piece that I kind of realized when I was talking to my daughter, um, not too, not too long ago, you can be serious about something, but you don't have to be serious, right? You can have fun. You can 100% be serious about what you're doing. Like this is important, but it doesn't mean you have to furrow your brow the entire time while you're working. You can you can actually enjoy yourself. So, and that goes back into Keith, right? It's like I'm going to enjoy myself. I'm going to take it seriously. And if I spend the first three days staring at the wall, then I spend the first three days three days staring at the wall. And that's just how it goes. The Midnight Riders are Phil and Austin Rude, Keith Gala, Zach Jackson, and myself, Derek Glasscock. Phil Rude is a comic artist, writer, and podcaster. Find his work at philrude.com, and you can listen to his podcast, The Picture Show, wherever podcasts are found. Austin Rude is an artist, writer, D&D player, and educator. He lives at home where he watches and reviews movies with his dad on The Picture Show, which you can find on your podcatcher of choice. Keith is an all-around good chap who hosts That Was Great, Wasn't It? and is one-third of the Monster Hunters podcast. Find him online on Twitter at KG3030 and at How Great Was That? Zach is a writer and video editor. Find some of his other podcast work at geekrising.com and follow him on Twitter at Boss Ross Jackson and on Instagram at boss underscore Ross underscore Jackson. As for me, I'm one of the co-hosts of the Monster Hunters podcast, where we take an unserious deep dive into everyone's favorite sitcom about a Frankenstein's monster and his grotesque family. You can also find me on Twitter at Derek, the number nine and the word nine. <laughs>